Hello beautiful people and welcome to Dr. Mom is in the house. My name is Dr. Danielle Hadid and I'm a stay-at-home psychologist mom. I understand the challenges of staying sane and emotionally healthy in today's hectic and demanding world. Nowadays, it's so easy to stay connected with those around us through technology and social media, but often we are most disconnected from ourselves. I'm here to share with you some tried and true counseling and psychological strategies for achieving balance, managing stress, and living towards optimal wellness. My goal with each podcast is to provide you with at least one tool or technique that you can try and apply in your everyday life as you take steps towards achieving balance and living towards your optimal wellness. So, thanks for joining me and let's get to it. My little girl started kindergarten recently. She's coming from a year and a half spent at a Montessori school and is going to public school, one that is very close to our home that her older brother attends. I should add that this school has been voted the kindest school in our county and as a volunteer at the school I can attest that the principal, the assistant principal, the PTA, teachers and staff are all amazing. Over the summer and even leading up to the first day when we talked about her starting her new school, my little girl would become tearful and tell us that she was scared. My heart would break over and over for her as I imagined her walking into this new environment with its new rules, new routine, in a totally new setting. Truth be told, I shed a few tears myself thinking about my baby walking into the unknown. I comforted myself by reflecting on her strengths, by reminding myself the children are resilient, even more than us adults are. The truth is, What she was going through had me thinking about all the new starts I've had throughout my life and more recently as an adult. Take these podcasts, for example. I had been thinking for almost a year about doing something like this. My brother, who listens to podcasts often, and my hubby, who has media experience, thought I would be great at it. But when the first one was ready to be launched, I felt lots of anxiety and fear as I put myself out there. Although I was confident about the information I was presenting and passionate about helping others by sharing my perspective, starting this new venture was equal parts stress and excitement. New beginnings are undoubtedly anxiety-provoking. We don't know what to expect. We don't know how well we will do and if we will be our best selves in our new environments. Most of the time, these new ventures are sought out by us. New jobs, new homes, new hobbies, new classes, new relationships. But despite the fact that we are actively seeking out these new situations, they still bring with them some level of stress. But is all stress bad for us? And is there such a thing as good stress versus bad stress? Distress or negative stress usually results in the experience of intense negative feelings. These could be emotionally draining, and as discussed in one of my previous podcasts, Let's Talk About Stress, could lead to physical effects such as muscle tension, headaches, stomach issues, and more damaging medical problems such as heart disease and ulcers. However, there is such a thing as good or positive stress, and this can have a completely different effect 
on our functioning and emotional well-being. A Hungarian endocrinologist named Hans Selye coined a term called eustress and described this as stress that could be healthy or which could actually produce a feeling of fulfillment. Based on this definition, starting a new school could ultimately result in my little girl feeling good. But yet, even knowing this from a professional perspective, I still felt anxious for her as she embarked upon this new adventure called kindergarten. When my little guy started kindergarten last year, he was oh so ready. <laughs> like his sister, he had been at the same Montessori school, but we could tell that he had hit a wall and was no longer being challenged at that school. This affected his motivation and desire to go to school. We took up teaching him outside of class just to keep the little wheels in his brain turning and yearned for the day that he would start kindergarten at his new school. When that happened, it was like new life had been breathed into him. He was motivated to learn, to do homework, and once he settled into a rhythm and got accustomed to how things went in this new setting, he was excited about going to school every day. My point is, there is some understandable nervousness that goes along with starting something new. But this use stress, this good stress, differs from negative stress in that it only lasts in the short term. It can also motivate and inspire us to learn, to grow, to show what we know, because we believe that we can do whatever it is that we're undertaking. So as I shared before, looking at my daughter and seeing all that she was feeling made me reflect on my own new beginnings. I thought in particular about when I was opening my private practice. I was the biggest ball of nerves ever. <laughs> there I was, renting a space, sending out letters to doctors and psychiatrists, buying furniture which I hoped would be comfortable and inviting, all without knowing whether I would receive any clients at all. When I think about it now, nine years since opening my private practice and becoming an active psychologist, at the core of my fears and worries was the question, am I good enough? Will people think I'm a good psychologist? Will anyone think that I'm good at what I do? Will I be effective in my chosen career? These are questions that were really all about my own self-worth and value. And that's what I think is most stressful about new beginnings. We see them as a test of our worth because we think that it will hopefully lead to better things. But sometimes we feel that we have to prove ourselves and our worth in these new situations. So how does one cope with negative stress? How do we get through the eustress? And most of all, how do we stay positive about the whole experience and maintain faith in our ability to make it through? Breathing through it all is step one. And because I believe very strongly in the benefits of deep breathing, let's practice a bit of that right now. Start by taking a deep breath in through your nose while silently counting to six in your mind. Hold that breath for a count of six. Then slowly release that breath through your mouth for a count of six. Let's do that together one more time. Breathe in through the nose, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, and release, two, 
three, four, five, six. Now take a deep breath in and as that cooling breath fills your lungs, imagine that you are literally breathing in peace. Exhale and imagine yourself blowing out all the stress that you're holding on to. Again, take a deep breath in and imagine a deep sense of calm flowing into your body. Let that breath out and imagine all negativity leaving your body so that as always we can continue our conversation today on a note of greater peace and calm. Because truthfully, step two might be a little more challenging, a little more anxiety provoking, and a little more stressful for some people. And that is because step two involves reflecting on thoughts in an effort to recognize patterns of thinking that do not help and in fact might hinder you from being successful and happy. These negative or destructive thought patterns are called cognitive distortions. These distorted ways of thinking are pervasive and can negatively affect your self-concept or how you see yourself. Psychologists have identified many of these cognitive distortions, but for the purposes of our conversation about new beginnings, I'm going to focus on a couple key ones. Firstly, I want to introduce you to overgeneralizing, which is when we make broad interpretations based on one event. For example, you are lying in bed, thinking about your day, remembering about that moment at work when you maybe said the wrong thing to your new boss. You worry that he or she is going to think that you won't get anything right, that you won't learn what you're supposed to in order to do your job properly. You use this one instance as evidence of some major failing. Does that sound familiar? Magnification is another cognitive distortion that might happen when you start out in something new. This is when you make a mountain out of a molehill. I'm sure you've all heard that saying. For example, maybe you're just moved into your new home and something breaks down. Somehow that turns into thinking that everything is going to suddenly stop working in your new house. Has that ever happened to you? Because when we moved into our home, the microwave stopped working and I thought, oh no, here we go. Catastrophizing is a third cognitive distortion and this one is all about seeing or expecting the worst possible outcome. Maybe you're interested in joining the PTA, uh, maybe going up for a position, but suddenly a negative thought swoops in and you think, nobody would ever vote for me. So you decide not to even try. Does this everything is going to go wrong kind of thinking sound like something you do? Lastly, I want to mention mental filtering, which is focusing in on only the negative and ignoring the positives. Say, for example, if you're thinking about taking up a new hobby, maybe you find yourself focusing on the fact that you won't know anyone there or it would take long to get wherever you need to go or that people who find out that you're interested in this hobby might think you're silly for wanting to do something like that. Those negatives blot out all things good and positive about that new hobby and that mental filtering leads you to not do the thing you were thinking of doing. 
So one way of stopping these negative thought patterns or cognitive distortions is to quite literally stop. I want you to imagine a huge red stop sign when you notice that these thoughts have crept in and taken hold of your mind. This type of visual imagery can help stop the thought. Another thing to try is to write down that irrational thought. Then you can try thinking about the evidence that disproves that distorted pattern of thinking. If you're overgeneralizing, telling yourself you can never get anything right, write down at least three examples of things that you have gotten right, good decisions that you've made, choices that have worked out for you. If you catch yourself engaging in magnification, talk yourself down by reminding yourself this was just one little thing. It does not mean the end of your world. And maybe think about examples of times when resiliency won out and a situation was resolved. If you're catastrophizing, assuming that the worst possible outcome is on the horizon, take that deep breath in that we did earlier and try to imagine instead a positive outcome. Ground yourself in the feel of that victory, that soul-soothing sense of things going right and of a job well done. Lastly, because a lot of these negative thought patterns are rooted in self-doubt, I want you to work on positive affirmations. I imagine you've heard this term before, and that's because positive affirmations are powerful, and lots of people use them. Positive affirmations are quite literally good things that you tell yourself about who you are, about your life, maybe your future. Some people find it hard to think about what they like about themselves. It makes them feel that they are being egotistical or self-absorbed. But I strongly believe that if we don't toot our own horns and believe in ourselves, who will? So right now, close your eyes for a moment and think about three things that you like about yourself. Start it off by saying, I am or I like. For example, I'll share with you a couple of mine. Some of my positive affirmations are, I am loving. I like that I'm willing to try new things. I know that I can handle anything that comes my way. I've written these statements over and over in journals, as notes on my phone, on post-its that I stick next to my computer. They help me remember my worth. They help me remember my value and that I am capable and deserving of good things. If you can't think of three things, start out with one positive affirmation and keep it in a visible place. Try adding something every day, something positive, something hopeful. And keep telling yourself these positive things whenever the self-doubt or the fear of failure or worry about starting something new creeps in. So, in case you're wondering about how things have been going for my little girl, it's week four of school and there have been some bumps in the road. But every day she's a little less scared and a little more excited about going to her new school. She's getting accustomed to how things work and her smile shines so brightly when I pick her up every afternoon. That new beginning is turning into something that she's adjusting to, and it's gonna become the new normal. Very soon, 